0: Welcome to the School of Art and Design podcast. This series features conversations with undergraduate students around their final year research, driven by their experience within the Interdisciplinary Academic and Research Methods module, commonly referred to as the Constellation module within the school. My name is Dr. Martin Woodward. Hello,
1: I'm Kath Davis.
2: Uh, hi, my name is Nairin Hughes. Uh, I'm an illustration student at Cardiff School of Art and Design, and this is a conversation exploring the research topic that informed my final year dissertation project.
0: Okay, Aniran, um, could you could you talk through the kind of practitioner that you've become uh, or grown into uh, during the three years of your study in Cardiff School of Art and Design?
2: Yeah, um, I'd say probably the main the main part of what I do is very sort of story driven and narrative driven even if it's not um, a sort of conventional narrative sequence kind of thing that I'm doing. I, am always trying to focus on the possibility of a larger story outside of the image. Uh, and also I'm, I'm very interested in trying to make uh, things that really have an atmosphere about them where you sort of, you, you're able to feel the kind of uh, emotion that I'm trying to convey through the sort of use of color and so, and texture and things like that. Um, And I, I feel like in general, everything I do is just, it's always a little bit odd and a little bit weird. That's, I feel like I'd be remiss without, without calling my work a bit weird.
0: (laughs) That's, that's, that's wonderful. It's just a really nice introduction.
2: It
0: just leads really nicely into the research. I mean, they're that, completely symbiotic, really, aren't they? The, could you mm-hmm. could could you very briefly introduce the the research that you undertook for your dissertation specifically? Obviously, it feeds into your practice in many ways. Mm-hmm. But uh, introduce the research question, uh, what, why you wanted to explore it, and, and very briefly what you discovered from doing it
2: yeah so um, the sort of main overarching question was looking at how horror is portrayed in film versus how it's portrayed in comic uh in comics and graphic novels, and the techniques that are used in both of them, how they sort of both uh take from each other, but also the sort of limitations of each of the mediums as well.
1: One of the things I remember when we first met. Um, when we had our initial chat about the, the dis ideas that you had, um, you commented on, um, you were interested in spectator response. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. of course is exactly what you've just said. It's about the impact, your, how your work has an impact, and how it conveys meaning to a viewer, etc. So you're interested in spectator response, and you talked about fear specifically, and how fear is a specific spectator response that we would expect from horror. And I remember you and I thrashing out some ideas about what could be, you know, how this could be integrated into your illustration work. Um, and how it would inform your practice. But we started off initially with just sort of spectator response and horror. So do you want to sort of just explain that interest and why you felt as an illustration student um, that horror would be a good genre for you to start exploring?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, in general, I've always just had a bit of an interest in the theme surrounding horror, even if it's not... Um, ironically I'm not I've not ever been a huge fan of horror films but the sort of the themes and motifs in them they've always really really interested me yeah me too yeah but the, the way you can get um such a such a really really visceral response from people uh from you know the the art the art that you produce it can have such a profound effect on someone in in an emotional way that's always really fascinated me and with horror that's you know the sort of the primary thing you think of when you think of a horror film is how you know it's it's intent is generally to to scare the audience or provoke them into feeling some sense of fear about something yeah uh,
1: and i think that was um it's it's particularly evident i'm the same i'm not really a fan of horror films Um, Mm -hmm. But I am fascinated by bodies and the horror film is an easy sort of genre to be thinking about textures and the materiality of the body. So I think that was one of the things that you and I first connected um, with um, when we had our initial conversations, because you were interested in bodies relating to to horror very much so, weren't you? Um, Yeah. So do you want to speak a little more about sort of... um, the the role that the body plays in your dissertation sort of process here?
2: Yeah. Um, so with regards to the body, there's um the two case studies that I was I decided to look at, um, one being John Carpenter's film The Thing, and the other uh the comic graphic novel manga uh Uzumaki by Junji Ito. And both of them really sort of intently focusing on uh the ways that the body can sort of be mangled i suppose Ooh. but um sort of use, using the body as uh, using the body as the the monster rather than necessarily having you know a, a specific creature necessarily the the human body sort of through the way that it's contorted and manipulated that becomes the sort of um the monstrous object in the work
1: absolutely um and one of the things that I remember in your research journey because I know initially you would, you talked to you know you you looked at the academic perspectives on horror etc. But I remember I I kept we kept having these discussions about the visual the visual because there's a, a danger that people talk about themes and stories and narratives, but forget to talk about the visual. And again, the horror genre is, is about the visual. It's not just about how bodies are mutilated. It's about how sound contributes to the impact of the body being mutilated or how flesh or, you know, where the camera sits and is positioned in relation to, to you observing. And I wondered what you, how you integrated the visual stuff um as you went along because it wasn't there initially at the beginning you were still thinking through ideas and i think there's something interesting about how you as an illustrator started to emerge more and more as time went on and how you started to focus your research trajectory
2: almost uh i think i'm a really big i'm a really big fan of comics and graphic novels in general so it kind of it became quite sort of obvious and apparent at a point where bringing that into the research and sort of going from this perspective of like a medium that is pretty much inherently completely visual. You know, you you have no you have no film score, you have no uh you know physical motion, it's not moving on a screen. It's all, you know, just a person looking through a book um and a story at the same time. Uh that sort of compare comparing uh, the visual sort of uh, the draw the drawings the, the drawings from a from a comic compared to the sort of visual uh, effects in films as well and sort of the um, camera work and things like that and framing. One of the things
1: that I really loved about the dissertation is that you um, you were interested in exploring. Um, the visceral qualities, uh, the textural qualities um, of the body. Um, I wonder if you could explain some of the uh, theoretical ideas that informed that. I know that we've got some Kelly Hurley in there, and we've got some Christeva. Um, I wondered how you, you know, how you approached that research um, and how important uh, the theory was to your understanding of the thing. Um, and how you sort of like developed your your ideas as a result of that.
2: Yeah. Um, so you mentioned Kelly Hurley. One of the one of the things that I thought about quite a lot was the term, she used the term abhuman to describe sort of monstrous subjects. Uh and this this notion of people just being constantly, the body's constantly in danger of becoming other. So in terms of something like the human body in you know, normal life. When when you die, the body decays and that sort of a version of otherness. Um but also this idea of uh the body becoming other, uh it it's it takes away the mean the meaningfulness of what human human means in the first place. Yeah. Uh and it's sort of you don't you don't really have a stark difference between what is human and what is not. You have this sort of strange (laughs) thing in the middle. You do. Um, Yeah. But that. That specifically in relation to the thing that was um, something that I found particularly interesting—the sort of idea of the loss of human specificity and um, evacuating human of its humanity, of its meaning meaningfulness—because largely in the film, you know, uh, a lot of what I said was about how the actual monster and the creature, the creature in the film, isn't really why it's so scary. It's because of the effect that it has on the minds of the characters where. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're constantly at, at risk of being uh, assimilated by this creature of being killed, but this creature can so perfectly mimic uh, a human body and the you know the the emotions and c- completely mimic it can mimic a person down to such a point that you wouldn't be able to tell that there was anything wrong with them necessarily and and that it wasn't the person you assumed it was. but um because it so perfectly mim- mimics person, it. It means that uh, you sort of.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I. Okay. That's okay.
2: You know, leading
1: on from that, mm-hmm. um, I remember you first said to me that you wanted to write about The Thing. So the film choice came before Kelly Hurley and Chris Dava, or was it the other way around? Uh, the film choice came before, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so what did, when you then went and read Kelly Hurley's and, and you know, uh, understood the concept of the abhuman and thingness that she talks about, um, and you did your academic research and you hung out in the library and you did all the reading, um, what did that do for? You, your way of perceiving the thing, because presumably you went back and watched the thing, having hung out in the library doing all the reading.
2: Yeah, I mean it. It really just sort of brings this new perspective to it, where you have, have, <laughs> having having um, you know the sort of actual academic theory behind, like, oh, this is this is frightening. Why is it? Why is it frightening? And then having Kelly Hilly say, oh, it's frightening because it's showing that human the specificity of you hu- of being a human being is completely eroded because you can't tell what's human and what's not and you can't trust anyone anymore so you, you're the, the point of being a human in that film basically is boiled down to who who can show in this little uh test that we do that they're physically still a human even if it means mm-hmm. that you know everyone's being completely hostile to each other and trying to get at each other's throats It it, it the, the human part of being a human at that point is just down to biology rather than actually caring about anything more than that it's completely it's completely down to if you can, if you can prove you are what you say you are rather than mm-hmm. anything else essentially mm-hmm. uh so
1: so so doing the the academic research and then you know opened your eyes to a film that you were familiar with already. You saw something else yeah. in it. That That's what you're sort of suggesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, and I think that's interesting, isn't it? Because it's also that you respond to a film initially when you know it um, on a visceral level. You knew that it freaked you out or, it, you, you know, it frightened you or made you feel uncomfortable. But then when you went and read Kelly Hurley's um, study, It then opens your eyes to you the way you, you know, a critical understanding of how your body feels when you watch it. Yeah. And I think that's something that's so interesting about horror is that we know how to respond to horror, but it's a visceral response. Um, when you read academic perspectives on it, then you then have that understanding of why your body has responded in the way it has. Mm Um, Martin, is there anything, you know, that you want to sort of ask about that?
0: I was actually thinking, uh, if we we can probably go back to the the topic of spectatorship, uh, because uh, uh, as you said at the start, your work is really focused on on that element of it and and that visceral, empathetic, kind of uh, communicative way that the, the image can almost cinematically affect a viewer in a way that you might not have thought it could do before you did, before you undertook this research so is it, it, yeah, the idea of sitting, uh, sitting with books and, um, and reading the ideas of others and kind of getting into the minds of, of others and seeing the world differently and then not being able to not to, to see the world the way you did before, always now seeing bodies in things and seeing it the way you do. I wonder how that has changed the way you now look at your own work or the work of other people.
2: Yeah, I think it definitely makes me sort of think more about when I'm, when I'm looking at something, I'm, I'm always kind of thinking, what's, what's the intent behind it rather than just having this sort of, you know, a gut reaction of what, whatever kind of emotion it might be. I'll have that. But then right after, I'm always kind of thinking like, what, what was the intent from the artist, but also how have they managed to sort of create that feeling as well? Like what, what about the work is making that feeling become apparent rather than just taking it at face value and experiencing it, you know?
1: Yeah, and that's what we call critical thinking. Mm. Um, You know, has this ruined watching movies for you ever more (laughs) then? Which is what I'm always accused of doing to people.
2: (laughs) I mean, personally, to be honest, I've always always been really interested in, like, overanalyzing things that... Yeah. To be honest, don't really need to be analysed. Just like silly, daft things that mm. aren't it's really, <laughs> yeah, stuff that stuff that might not interest other people academically necessarily. But um I mean, in general, I don't know. I one of the, one of the weird things I think what, before I'd ever seen the thing, I watched like a ton of YouTube videos about um the sort of behind the scenes of how they did all the practical effects. So I was sort of I was already like looking into at least how they were approaching it before I ever watched it myself, and that was really interesting. And I don't think it took away anything from the film at all. If anything, it like it made it it made it better in my eyes because the, the effects are so impressive in it that it Absolutely. just kind of yeah it it just enhanced the experience if anything for me. But yeah, I don't think it takes away anything. It just gives you more to think about, which is is what I what I like from films to be honest.
1: Yeah I I I completely agree. Now that you you know you're at the end of the journey um and we're obviously interested in talking about the, the constellations impact on on your practice. Um can you talk us through then um the the sort of uh, the engagement with constellation at different levels 4 5 and 6 um in terms of how you feel it it has informed your your thinking um what what's constellation you know as a module Mm. done for you as a practitioner
0: it sounds it sounds like um you were already somebody who was a critic before you realized you were a critic
1: (laughs) it's always a good place to start isn't it yeah yeah so so talk us through your constellation sort of um your journey um and how it sort of um if you can, how it's informed the, the way you, you approach your practice.
2: In in first year, I sort of I didn't realize necessarily how much of an effect it could have, like linking back to practice. Because in, in first year, when we had to do the first year essay, uh, I was I did mine on um I was I was in your class, I did mine on the young ones and talking about like how uh, the different characters are from different subcultures. You and did. At, at the time that was really That was really interesting to me but then sort of going along it um it made me realize sort of even taking 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 from subjects that aren't necessarily uh sort of very specifically or um very obviously linked back to my own practice and my own work or even my own interests um you know everything everything it can it can be impactful, the things that you, you learn from these other areas and you can, you're able to bring them back into your own work and sort of understand things and perceive things in a new way. And yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think it just, it just helped me to, it helped me to realize like, so was, there's a, there's a, there's a real wealth of information as well, just out there as well in terms of, you know, all the, all the, all the works and the sort of theories that I was reading For for this dissertation and just in general, like I mean, I wasn't. I can't say I was ever a fan necessarily of like academic papers before this, but I I have like a huge amount of them just saved on my computer now to go and have (laughs) a read of them. It's like it's just really really fascinating. It's it's sort of yeah. It's this new little thing that I found that I actually care about a lot.
0: Good. That's great to hear. (laughs) It's almost like a. a a discovery of I, I I had the same thing with when I did mine, that uh, the discover I came to do graphic design, but it's the mm-hmm. discovery of the discovery of who you are and the fact that you that you found you found find solace in other people's ideas and you're allowed to and you're given that mm-hmm. space to have your own take and to figure it out for yourself and for that to be okay is was the yeah. thing that I took away from mine. Yeah, you know, and you carry on doing it. It feels like you've done the same. And you know, it feels like you've kind of uh, turned turned into a practitioner and a, a critic and a theorist of your own design rather than following mm-hmm. you know a path of you are a certain kind of illustrator you're going this pathway you're going to go to this job it feels like you've curated your own kind of experience through through the years how how have you experienced it
2: i'm, not, I'm sorry i'm not really sure if i understood the question okay. probably, i really frame
0: it very well. The, the, the curriculum, as you've probably experienced, as you've just described through experience at, at level four, the, the, the curriculum has been designed so that you can kind of find your own pathway through and follow your own interests without feeling like you have to, uh, you have to conform to one and one way of doing it. Uh, did you, did you find that you had the freedom in, in this research? Because it sounds like although you were discovering yourself at level four, you had a sense that there was a possibility to follow that route at level four and to follow your own ideas at level 4 and you and you clearly have kind of latched on to or followed along uh cath's ideas and her kind of general line of thinking to to still be with cath at level 6
2: yeah i i think in level 4 like at first uh in like the first term when i uh had a different a different uh tutor to cath i kind of it felt like the the class that i was in i didn't really understand that i had the option to write about something that wasn't like really specific to the class I was in. But then when I was actually in in the next term then and going to actually be writing the essay, I realized like, oh, I I have, you know, the choice to actually write about something that I am passionate about and care about. And it was still, you know, it was still linked to what we were doing in the class, but it was, it wasn't something we'd ever actually, you know, looked at. It was just something that I thought was interesting and I could link to the things that we were doing. But yeah, that sort of having that understanding was really important. Of knowing that, um, you know, even if even if a course has like a specific uh, a constellation class has a specific name about something, and that's what you're learning at, that doesn't mean that that's what you're expected to actually write about. Which, at first, I think I didn't really understand, and then. Coming to the end of it, I was like, "Oh, I, I can kind of do whatever; it doesn't really matter." Yeah, because you, you,
1: you first your first year essay on the young ones, um, you chose to do it on the young ones. It, it was a, a study group on on street style subcultures and street style, but it was no different, really, to to the work that we're talking about here in terms of your dissertation, because it was about how meanings are generated visually mm. um, and how you can communicate meanings visually, um, which, of course, as an illustrator. Um, Is your 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 core understanding, isn't it, of 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 um, of your discipline? Um, but I in that subcultures and street style, I I never once talked directly about illustration, but it was so obviously about illustration, even though you were writing about the young ones and, and clothing and hair and, and um, piercings, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I, what I think you, you understood very early on is that, uh, which is what you've just been articulating, is that you knew that as an illustrator, you were listening to, me talking about street style, but you're listening as an illustrator um, and you're thinking as an illustrator and you are open to um, different ways that meanings are generated visually and you knew how you could then take that back into your practice. Because again, what we're talking about in Constellation um, in terms of different disciplines is that you never lose sight of your discipline as an illustrator, um, even when you're hanging out with the punks and the goths in a, in a street style, uh, study group or where you and I are talking about the thing and, and, and film as a medium. You know, yeah. you, you as an, there's never been a point where you and I have had a conversation that hasn't been about how you're critically approaching your, your practice as an illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we going next then in terms of your, um, you're at that threshold moment of, <laughs> at level six. What are, what are your thoughts going forward and what's CSAD done for you while you've been with us?
2: Oh gosh. Oh, that's uh, a big question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, largely the sort of um, the very like narrative driven and emotive illustration stuff that's, that's where my interests definitely lie right now. And that's probably stuff that's going to be taken further after I'm, after I'm completely gone. But, um, Mm. yeah, I, the thing I've always been saying is I have, I have such an interest in comics and graphic novels that I I can't really foresee myself not trying to do something like that. And yeah, that's, (laughs) that's an ambition I've had for a, just a very very long time and it's something that I feel like I I have a much better understanding of as well now that you know I've now that now that I've gone through all this all the the different courses and viewed all the different perspectives from being here it's there's so many different there's so many different approaches to comic comic illustration that you know, before I sort of hewed about some of these things, it seemed really bizarre that certain things would be even perceived as a, as a, as a comic book because they're so sort of um, unconventional in forms of, in, in terms of the form of it. Cause when I, I think in general, when people think of a comic, they think of like uh, a bunch of panels on a page, but you know, there's some, they're just individual images on note cards or something like that and they still they are still seen as a a comic or a or a visual narrative but mm-hmm. there's narr- narratives and just storytelling in general through illustration that's that's your thing. That's your thing. Yeah.
1: Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah. Anything you feel that you want to say? Inspiring future students? What advice would you give oh, to God. future yes. students? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the advice
0: to future students question.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, particularly um, if you think of it from our perspective, and it always takes us ages to sort of uh, convince people that constellation is uh, an integral part of your practice.
2: <laughs> yeah. I I don't know how how inspiring I can be in terms of uh, (laughs) dissertation because, to be honest, the whole time I was writing it, all I was thinking it's oh, I hate this. This This is the worst thing I've ever written. It's terrible. Um, and that's what you it. put.
1: That's what you put in your PTP, you know. And if you, and if you notice my comments, you know, which I think you've been a bit harsh here, haven't you? Yeah. You know that uh, you know you 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 were pretty much suggesting that your your piece of writing was a load of rubbish.
0: <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think
1: you know, I think I can safely say it
2: wasn't
1: uh, <laughs> uh, given your grade
2: yeah yeah that that felt like a we a, a cruel twist of irony that I'd complained so much of the pdp and when then, when I got the really good mark back, it was like, oh, this mm. is this is embarrassing from my perspective because I complained so much <laughs> about about your
1: belief that it wasn't very good. but then there's a there's a lesson there it as is. well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, um you know, so uh, if we were happy with it, then there's no reason why you shouldn't be happy with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, after I got the mark, I kind of like skimmed back through it really quickly. I was like, oh, it, this is fine. Like, there's, there's some good points in here. I was being mm. a bit over dramatic, yeah, to be
1: honest. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's what we why we're talking to you today is because uh, you know it was it was a, a very very good piece of work. Um, and you know, hopefully, going forward. You will, these skills will be embedded in everything you do, that critical perspective, the critical thinking, um, and how, how integral that is to, to any form of creative endeavour. That's, yeah. that that's what we hope hmm. you, you'll have taken from this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, we wish you all the best for the future.
2: And please, please, please stay in touch. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll do my best to keep in touch.
0: If you'd like to know more about the ideas discussed, please check the show notes, which would include some links and references. And to find out more about Cardiff School of Art and Design, please visit the website at cardiffmet.ac.uk forward slash CSAD.